Hello and welcome to the Miskatonic Playhouse and tonight's performance of The Prisoner's Dilemma. I'm T.A. Newman, your host and keeper of arcane lore for tonight's performance. My team and I will be bringing to life adventures using the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game, which contains mature themes, cosmic horror, character death and loss of sanity. Our mystery can be found in the Miskatonic Repository, where people like you and me can write a scenario for others to play. We'd also like to thank Sirenscape, whose tools have helped provide the background sound that you hear. Finding a gruesome collection of torture weapons created by the Warden, the investigators also discover that the prisoners have been subjected to bizarre medical experiments for decades. Venturing to the voices on the upper level, the investigators discover the people in the cells were also duped into attending the prison under false pretenses and have been the subjects of the architect's experiments. And now it's time to pull back the curtain and roll the dice. The stage is mine. And this individual just basically kind of just frantically, almost animalistically kind of climbs up and like begins kind of pulling themselves out. And they, they over a, a, a moment, you see them kind of pulling themselves out. One arm comes through. It's almost like, like caving. Uh, you can see that there's a hole there that someone needs to get through and they are doing everything that they can physically do to kind of force their body to get through. As you guys are struggling with that, and as uh, Captain Harwood is there, kind of hand on pistol going, I should probably shoot the lock off in a moment. Just before that happens, Dr. Heigler, we're coming over to you. This this is going on. The door is banging, bending. The hinges are popping. This is heard by you and heard by potentially anybody who is on your side. Dr. Heigler. So Dr. Heigler walks up to the cell where he observes the individual rooting through whatever stuff there is there and he's gonna calmly say uh, hello i guess you must be ethan then um mind telling me what we're looking for maybe i can give you a hand so we can get out of here um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of see him looking across and he kind of sees, this is like, you know, he sees the moment here where Tommy starts rattling on the cage on the other side, rattling on the door of the cage. Hmm. Don't You've worry, approached... your meal will be out in a minute. He'll, he can give you a hand. So you have actively approached in quite a calm manner, haven't you? Hmm. Yeah, trying to, trying to be relaxed. Hmm. The individual just goes, he kind of turns around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's Ethan. I'm, I'm Ethan Chester's. All right. Um, I, I'm, uh, I'm Dr. Hagler, but you can call me Doctor. The doctor. Yeah. It's great, Doctor. Um, you can see there's a few beads of sweat coming down his head. You can see that the room he's in seems to have be been like almost turned over. I, I guess this isn't your cell then. Uh, no. Um... This here is uh, this is this is Henry Moore's cell. Oh, Henry Moore. Yeah, no, I've heard that name. What what's going on here? Are you are you trying to get out like us? Because it try, doesn't try seem to, to all out. add up. 
Uh, is this person psychotic or you, you are, know, would I recognise as I The role you are requesting is psychology. You're very oh, welcome to make me. it. Let's have a look. Let's uh, um it's a forty six versus thirty five, but that's in the ballpark. I'm I'm happy to know whether this guy is You're welcome firing to push all it. cylinders. So uh is it so I'll I'll spend the luck. Hmm. If that's okay. Okay, yeah, of course it is. What's that? Eleven luck? Eleven luck. I, I, I just I, I need to know whether I'm gonna get lamped as soon yes, as I start this guy it. or so, yeah, in fact, so, I advise um, in the next at least the next ten minutes, regardless of who you are and where you are, feel free to spend as much luck as you like. I think that's a suitable okay. um, Hold on to your luck, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charlie so, calls for a group uh, luck roll and then we're all <laughs> Doctor. Mm. Um, you're ma- you're spending luck to make this happen. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Okay. Uh, cool. You see the beads of sweat. You see the individual. You see the room rummaged. Um, this looks like a man taxed to his limits. Not insane. Okay. Not dangerous to you. Mm-hmm. And someone who is clearly perplexed by your arrival. Okay but not spooked. You recognise, with your regular success, the fact that you approached with a very calm, very gentle manner and voice. Mm-hmm. You've allowed a conversation to happen here that potentially might not have happened. Okay, okay. He'll progress that and kind of recognise this with this Ethan fellow, and he'll, he'll say, well... You know, we're all in this together. Your mate over there seems to think you, you've got some solution to all this. Is, is that is that true? Yeah. No, it is. It is. Um, like, sorry. It's all right. Take your time. Take your time. You know, okay. I, I didn't mean yeah, to start right. you or nothing because, I mean, your friend seems quite insistent to uh, want to get, get uh, out. Yeah, Carl. Right. Um, look, Carl, listen. Well, don't worry. All right, my friend Tommy will probably have, a, have him out soon. Okay, okay. Um, look, Henry, this was Henry's cell. Um, yeah. He he was getting us out of here. He had a way out. Um, he had a way Henry? out. Henry? Uh, Henry, Moore, Henry, Henry Moore, yeah, 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 Henry right. Moore. Um, okay. Like, he'd, he'd snuck out. He'd, 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 he'd been down to the architects. Oh, architect. Architect. No, no, no. You, he'd been you, down you, to... Um, tell me about the architect later, but... Yeah, yeah, he'd been down to his room, like, you know, to his right. study and that, or whatever you want to call it. Like study, the, okay, okay. You know, where all his things are, where his madness is and that. Like, But he got this, um, he, 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 like, found the original prints, like, you know, of this, of this place, this place. Right, <laughs> right okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he'd found the original prints of this place, right? Uh, but, but, thing is, right, um, uh, the tunnels, the tunnels. Tunnels. There's tunnels. There's tunnels out to present, yeah, is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a way out, right? And that's that's what it is. That's what Henry said. He said he said uh, he said that the the architect, right? He built this place, and the plans, uh, the tunnels. They, they're they're planned tunnels, but we're not supposed to know about them. Well, obviously not, because you know it's a present that like, isn't it? Right, it's right, right, right. It's, it's not the right type of present. Um, and and know, Henry, cause... he hid them in here, but I can't. I, all right, all right. Well, you know, calm, calm down, re- re- relax. You know, um, just take it slowly. Now, 
What what sort of description did Emery give him? Are, are they a plans on the back of a fag packet or something? Or are no, they like proper said, architectural drawings? Yeah, he said, got the plans, like the sheets, the plans. He said, he, all right, all right. Well, they're going to be blue, aren't they? Going to be right. blue. And he kept saying, he kept saying to me, he kept saying, don't worry about it, mate. I'm going to sleep on it. Oh, he's going to sleep on it. No, I assume you've turned over that mattress. You look at the bed and you can see that it's been turned over. Um, oh, but oh. you see that it's basically been like turned over right. okay whether okay. whether it's been inspected you're not sure doctor's gonna look around is there any kind of like um drink any kind of uh, a cup or something that uh he could sort of like just say here we go have a, have a, sit, sit down have a, have a drink of this i'll i'll try and go over what there's a sink with a cup with one toothbrush in it and most of the bristles are gone all right well he'll chug that out and he'll try and pour blackened. some water um is, is water any good yeah, water comes out. There's a <laughs> bit of a sputter of water. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's a brownie kind of water. All right. <laughs> it'll sort of like offer that to Ethan. And go well, mate. I don't not entirely sure you should, but if you're used to it. All right. No, no. You you wait there. I'll, I'll have a I'll have a look. And so he's going to calmly pat the mattress down. Maybe you know take it off. Maybe look over things. Maybe see okay. if there's anything extra he can do with, whilst everyone's... With your dedicated, time-concentric kind of look here, I'm going to give you a, a bonus die on this. I'm throwing the bonus dies away. Uh, you're very welcome to give me a spot hidden roll with a bonus die, but it's because you're taking the time to actually... Yeah. There we go. Okay, so that's a spot hidden. And with a bonus die... That is still a failure, I'm afraid. So 46 mm. versus 40. Is this something you'd like to push or use luck on? Um, no, he's going to assume that there's going to be keener eyes than his uh, assisting him shortly. So okay. he's going to just put that to one side and then carry on with the rest of this stuff, just trying to organise it look at it and see quite what is um, going on. Okay. Then what we're going to do is jump back from you in this moment where you're, you're, you're looking at the mattress, you're looking around the bed frame. You don't seem to see anything. And you look at this Ethan individual, you see at this moment, you know, he wipes his brow, wipes the sweat away. Without a psychology role, without an additional psychology role here, Doctor, you can see this is just... A normal man who is pushed to his limits. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. You almost recognize an element of professionalism, professionalism within them, not within necessarily the medical profession, but as a professional. You recognize there's someone here who is pushed to, the, to, push to their limits. Right. Okay. He's going to try and keep him talking, you know, just strike up a conversation, you know, say, I'm Dr. Hagler. Just. Small is talk it, as he's going along. So he begins to tell you that he's a um, chartered accountant. Mm -hmm. um, he also tells you that he's been working uh, for a specific firm. He's got to get back to his his love. He's got to get back to his his partner. Yeah. Um, uh, he even drops the name to you that his that his fiance uh, is 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 Clara Greenwalt. Uh, back in London, and he he is desperate to get back to her, and this okay. has been a horrific mistake. Um, he thought he was doing something special that would change their lives. Right. Um, okay. 
Back over to Captain Harwood, Eleanor, Tommy. Uh, you're there. Captain Harwood, I believe we kind of left with you. You see the individual, you know, Tommy and uh, uh, um, the individual inside uh, who has um, now potentially being named, depending on whether you were listening, paying attention or not. The door is kind of bent. Uh, it's not the door that's bending. It's the hinges. It's the pin within the hinges that has popped uh, in two of the hinges, which has allowed this certain thing. You see this individual pushing their way through. Captain Harvard, what is it that you do? or say he's going to give tommy a pat on the back sort of like a good man congratulations kind of thing and uh, then he's going to take a really good look at the hinges and he will say to the man in the cell all right well we're going to do what we can to get you out and we're trusting you do not let us down if we get you out you'll help us yes Get me out and I'll fucking I'll, I'll bite the face off that warden. Come on, pull, pull, pull. And he's like pushing his arms out towards you, Captain. Oh, I, I, I think we're going to try something with a little more finesse, don't you? Um, if I were you, I would try and get out of my line of fire. Oh, uh, what? And he'll hold up I... the gun. Whoa, whoa, oh, right, hang on, no Good, hang on, hold right. on. And he it's kind of like right. slides off the door, runs to the back of the cell, like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> well, the hinges look like they are weaker than the lock, I would imagine. They look to be the weakest part. So he's going to have a really good look, check what angle he needs to go in at and try and fire directly into the hinge, either upwards or downwards, whichever way he thinks is going to make the hinge pin shoot out. Okay, give us a firearms roll. For for a freebie, you recognise this isn't the first time um, they've had a firearm aimed at them and you recognise <laughs> that there is a, whoa, 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 whoa. There's a procedure to this. Um, well, okay, so what did you roll? That was a fail, sadly, 72 against 70. But um, I think I could either spend luck or I could push it. What luck have I got? Let me have a look. Um, oh, my luck's not good. It's only 45. So I think I'm going to push point. it. Mm, I know. I'm, I've, I can't What's wait to see what like? will happen on a fail. Mine is forty, so ricochet. I started with forty. <laughs> don't, don't worry about everybody else's luck. You spend yours mm-hmm. or push the roll. Uh, Let's see what happens. Oh. Tempting, tempting, tempting. Very oh, awkward if you kill him. Very, very <laughs> awkward, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> well, like a game um, show host. <laughs> Take the money, open the box. I'm yeah. going to spend the luck. It is only two points. Okay, all right. Uh, well, with that regular success, you know, the, the, the pistol is raised and... Shoot the lock. You hear the... The, the 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 ping of metal, the door typically next to Tommy just kind of rolls open. You hear the clink, it's like clang of metal as the door's kind of half hanging on its hinges, and then you hear the breath of release. <sighs> yes, come on, now we're talking. Come on, you don't as an absolute freebie in your not a freebie because you've done your psychology roles this is just a continuation of that moment within this scene you don't sense any aggression you don't sense any lunacy you sense someone who's going yes we are let's do this they've they've found people who are simpatico they have a similar goal and let's let's go um in fact you see the individual kind of come out look at you captain 
go for your empty hand, whether it's your right or your left, doesn't matter to this individual in this moment, and shake it vigorously. Yeah, and just go absolutely cracking, mate. Cracking. Great bloody shot. Cracking. And then turn around to Tommy, slap him on the arm, and just go, my God. What? This is what we need. This is what we need. Right. Back in two. And then you just see them bolt up the gantry towards where the office is and they dive into where the office is uh, and the door there. You're very welcome to follow or stay or go around to Dr. Heigler or whatever it is that you uh, uh, would like to do. In fact, I'm going to ask each of you individually what you'd like to do in that moment. So, doc, uh, sorry, Captain, we'll start with you. I think when he shakes the captain's hand, there will be a very small but genuine smile and he will then take the nightstick out of his belt and lay it in the guy's free hand. Now, make use of this. Okay, so he takes it and you see a nod. You see there's eye contact and there's a nod and then that's when he kind of begins to jog off. Erna, may I ask what you're doing? Um, or how you respond line... to this moment? Eleanor is just very impressed with everyone. She's like, she's probably... Very stressed and scared, but slightly relieved that she has some clearly very strong and capable people around her. So it doesn't quite matter what she does. Um, <laughs> she's going to pick up the painting again, trying not to show it to to the panicked man. Um, also, she hasn't, I remember she hasn't seen Nell. She never went. She never looked at that woman. So as far as she's concerned, she has no idea what he's talking about. She hasn't seen the horrifying effects of the painting. So she's like, okay, whatever. Um and I think since there's another office, she she can still go and look for the Obsidian Foundation. Um, maybe there's more paper. There are more papers there, so she's going to follow carefully, not showing him <laughs> the painting because she doesn't want another panic okay. in her hands. So she's she's following uh, uh, the individual. She's following the bold kind of wiry man. Uh, with she might even ask him for his name on the way <laughs> just uh, to make yeah. things easier for you. <laughs> if, yeah, if she does. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, uh, Dr. Heigler heard. Uh, if you kind of, you know, if you're following, you're just going to say, what's your name? He just goes, Carl. It's Carl. Carl, Carl Sosa. Uh, and he nice just to meet runs. you, Carl. <laughs> you too. Uh, as he kind of runs, runs off. Um, <laughs> yeah, superb. Um, Tommy, what about you? I imagine as he kind of slaps you on the shoulder, he gives you like a proper like compatriot kind of look. There's a, there's a sense of recognition there, you know? Tommy is bent double, clutching the balcony, the, the gantry balcony, heaving breaths out of that massive exertion, takes the slap on the back and looks over his shoulder in recognition, realises he doesn't have it in him to do that again, ever that was just too much. Yeah. And he's just trying to catch his breath, looking down over the balcony as all of this is happening behind him. And I think in that moment as well, it's recognising, you know, as you say, and I think that's a really, really good thing to pick up on uh, as an investigator, as a player, is the physical exertion needed. You know, that is a barred cell door. And it was the hinges that popped rather than the frame itself. But still, that is iron on iron bolted within that is you know snapping bits off two people informing that happening but the physical toll that that would have taken is extreme so yeah what a, a really good character observation there thank you um hanging over the, the the railing taking a second looking over the side 
you can't help but notice, Tommy, and maybe this is the first time, maybe not, that you recognize this. The rest of the ward, apart from where you and your friends are, seems oh so quiet. Could one almost say it's dead? You might even say that there is a linger of death amongst every other aspect of this ward. Carl Sosa runs to the 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 actual uh, office at the far end of the cells on this side of the gantry. Eleanor runs in. Uh, Tommy's taking a breath. The captain uh, hands over the nightstick, uh, um, possibly either stays with Tommy or follows. I'll allow Captain you to decide in a moment. Uh, you see uh, uh, Eleanor, the Carl Sosa run down, just kick open the, the, the office door. You see almost he stands half in, half out for a moment with the, with the bat raised, the, the, the police baton raised, the nightstick, looking around. <sighs> there's no one, you know, th- th- there's no reaction. Then he kind of disappears into the room. By the time you catch up and you look in, he's in there and he's searching the desk. There's not really much in there apart from a desk. Uh, there's no windows, obviously. Um, you see a few cupboards, but you can even see that they are empty. You know, These are things that could have been bookshelves and things, but there's nothing really there. Mm. Um, and he's kind of like pulling at things. And there's a moment where he pulls a drawer open. <sighs> <laughs> and he looks up at you as you walk in the room. <laughs> and then you hear a little jangle as he just holds up a keyring with keys on it. Including Catch. front door. Oh, okay. Did I, do I need to roll something for that? <laughs> uh, you need to roll sanity. No. Um, uh, <laughs> Um, th- there's no throw roll for Carl Sosa. There's no catch roll for you. Uh, I'll allow you to decide as an investigator whether you. I catch have them. dexterity seventy, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. Snatch them out of the air. Um, he throws these keys at you. Do um, any of them look big enough to be like front door, or are they more like cell keys? Um, you can give me an intelligence roll on that. Hopefully, I'm smart enough. Hard success, 14 over 65. Wow. Okay. I know what keys look like. (laughs) I can give you the knowledge that you absolutely want. Unfortunately, it's not what you want to hear. They're not big chublock esque kind of bolted keys with with, uh, a heavy handle. Uh, They are small internal lock keys, which you've seen on a number of doors. Um, But as you've got them and as you're looking at them, and as you look a bit disheartened, Carl just goes, no, 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 you don't understand. That's the key. That's the key that Ethan wants. That's the key to the stairs. That's, we we go downstairs and and, and there's, there's a door like by the stairs up to here. We go through there. We go down, down, down. That's where the tunnels are. You don't, you don't, don't panic, love. Tunnels? The tunnels. That's where we're going. We're getting out of here. Yes. On that moment, on that moment, and we will come back to you, Eleanor. On that moment, we go back to uh, um, Captain, actually. I'm going to say Captain Harwood. You've, what did you do? Did you stay with Tommy? Did you go with Eleanor? Did you wander over to Dr. Hegler? What 
did you do, Captain? I think he stayed with Tommy because he's clearly really exerted himself. So he's just going to make sure that Tommy's okay. So he's going to go into the now open cell and take out the chair and bring it back to where Tommy is and, and just say, take, take a moment, man. That was, that was really something. Thank you, Captain. Thank take you. a breath. I'll, I will. I'll sit down. You all right? Just take some breaths. Oh, I think I've done myself a damage. Oh. Yeah. Uh, just give me a minute. I'll be okay. That's all right. You take whatever time you need. That was uh, very impressive. He's a sort, isn't he? Do you think he knows what he's talking about? I really don't know, but uh, he does seem genuine. I had my doubts. Look, I'm okay if you want to, and I'll, I'll stand up again. Put my hand on the captain's shoulder. I'm okay. It's okay. Let's Are you go. sure? Yeah. All right. Well, don't push yourself too far. I'll um, I'll keep my gun out and I'll have your back. Don't worry. I don't. I don't want to spend another minute in here. Let's go. I don't think any of us do, but we aren't leaving without the detective. That could have been us. That in there. Good. Look at him. He was locked in there. He saw what happened, hmm. happened to the detective. Let's go. All right. And I think he will, if he needs, if uh, Tommy needs support, he'll put an arm around his shoulder for, for a moment and help him along. So I would say in terms of the physicality of Tommy, he is, in regards to health points, fine. But, Tommy, you do feel the lactic acid ripping through your arms and your chest and your lower back. And it really is. You can feel that that burn. You have put muscles to the absolute test, but not to the point of damage. Yet, you feel that having put yourself in such a strenuous position, that if you had to do anything of such an extreme physical exertion again, you would either A, hurt yourself, or B, you would find it difficult to do it. Understood. Is, is the way that we will... Um, literally and metaphorically roll with that. Um, okay. Roll. <laughs> we're going to go just go quickly back. Before we go to the doctor, we're just going jumping straight back in a classic cinematic kind of push the narrative forward here uh, to um, Eleanor, who is with Carl, who has just thrown the keys to you and has just said, that's our way out down in the tunnels, Eleanor. Have you been to the tunnels? Are, are they safe or are they full of whatever wolfmen? I don't fucking wolfmen. Did you not see him turn into? Okay. Yeah. No. <sighs> uh, I, because you saw the painting and, and that was stressful. I assumed you knew oh, that. Yeah. Well, like just, just. It just feels a bit dangerous. Right. I, I wish we just don't want to search for the front door keys it's, because that's. Uh, I've never something. been in tunnels. All right, look, there's tunnels. The tunnels are a way out. You've never been in tunnels. Like, who, I don't mind. You just go in the tunnels and you just bloody run. You just get in there and you run. Told you that. What? Who said about the tunnels? Did, Henry. Who, who's Henry? Henry. And he points over at uh, the cell that the doctor and Ethan are in. And he says, that that was Henry's cell. That was Henry's cell. And he, he had the balls and, well, the opportunity 
and he snuck about, right? And he went downstairs. He went down into the architect's bloody, what do you call it? His, 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 his den, his, his bloody lair or whatever he is. And he went in there. I'll tell you what, he was a changed man when he come back. My God, look in his eye. But is he that in the in tunnels? There. I, Ethan said that there was like a, like you go down into the basement and then in there is a way into the tunnels. Like there's a room there. And that's how you that's how you get into the tunnels. And you feel confident about this? Fuck, I, 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 confident or not, we get out of here or we end up like Henry. And you don't want to end up like Henry, all right? Okay. Okay, I, I suppose it's worth a try. I, I have the keys. Uh, let's go find Ethan, is it? Right, right, right. Okay. And he kind of you know, runs out of the room, almost kind of grabs you by the wrist, not in an aggressive way, in like a come with me way. Oh, he likes me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he kind of pulls you along the gantry down the other side and you end up at the door there with Dr. Heigler. Captain Tommy, you're kind of seeing this. You can recognize, I'd say, without any kind of psychology role uh, or, or, or any other role necessary, really, because it's quite noisy on the gantry when people move. Uh, you can see Carl moving across and then ducking back down to the cells on the opposite side. Um, Tommy, Captain, what do you do? Um, I'm just pulling myself together. I'm okay now. I realise it's been a bit much, but um, I've heard, you know, I've heard tunnels, I've heard keys, I've heard way out, and that's that's my focus. So I'm, I'm just following the Captain's lead. So therefore, the captain, captain, what do you do? The Captain is heading towards the others to join join up with everybody else. And so in a Tommy with him. In a few steps behind then, uh, literally momentarily steps. So we could almost argue that there's a moment where uh, Carl and Eleanor get there and then you would be able to hear, but also then join in a few moments later, the any conversation or action that goes on within the cell. You arrive and you see the doctor in there, um, almost holding up a, a, a single bed mattress, quite a lightweight one, not very, you know, uh, not very well designed, just something that's got some springs in it, essentially, and a couple of you know springs tied into a sheet. But if you know, you can see the springs in it, you can see that it's not really designed for comfort. It's designed to pass a regulation uh, in terms of its design. And you can see the doctor there holding it and moving his hands, smoothing across it. Doctor, you, you sense the others arrive uh, on the outside of the cell. The cell door is open. There is another individual um, for Captain Eleanor and Tommy that is standing on the inside in a full kind of prison garb with the arrows all over it, standing there with an empty cup, just kind of watching um, the doctor. And then he kind of looks at you as you come in. Looking for a file and some lockpicks, Doctor. Well, if you've finished scaring us after death, firing your gun without saying, look out, everyone, I'm about to fire a gun, nearly scared me after death, I didn't know. <laughs> Make yourselves useful. Uh, I think we've got some architectural plans hidden in this mattress. I've kind of escaped a bit, you know. For some reason, I jumped out my skin when I was just about to get there. But, uh, <laughs> no, um, I, I think there's going to be some tunnels somewhere. And if I recall correctly, we've got a, a young person called Henry Moore, who I read in some medical records, was old up in the boiler room for some reason. I don't know what. So that must make... Uh, are, are you... Uh, this is uh, Ethan Chester. Have you got a, a Carl Sozer with you? Right here? 
to lift up the, the arm that he's holding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. You can let go now. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, so inside the mattress, is it that we're looking at? Because I just got hold some, some, some keys and maybe we can tear it open with them. Right. I, I think keys are usually used for locks and doors and, and stuff. Knives. And, and well, I did an art piece Look. once and we... <laughs> right. No. See, see, see what you can find out. Uh, you, and we go through this stuff. It's got to be in here somewhere. It's nice big blue architect. Isn't that right, mate? It's, it's, it's big and blue architect. Uh, yeah, yeah, architectural um, stuff. I, I, yeah, it's supposed to be, you know, like the, the, the original plans of the, 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 the prison. Uh, at which point he kind of moves back a little bit. He's still inside the cell. He moves back towards the sink area. Um, you're all welcome to come into the prison cell. You're all welcome to do whatever it is that you want. Um, the doctor and Ethan would have you believe that somewhere in the cell there are plans. Tell me what you'd like to do, everybody. You don't have to look. You don't have to do anything. The doctor is there holding a mattress. Um, turns out Eleanor's there holding a set of keys, threatening to cut said mattress. Uh, yeah, what no, would you like to do? I'm definitely in for the searching because any way out of here now is top of my list. So, Tommy, how are you going to search and what are you going to search? Well, he said mattress, hasn't he? He said there's, yep. a, there's something in the mattress. Uh, so uh, I'll make a beeline for that and see if I can help. And what's your style? The doctor was smoothing things out and kind of, you know, feeling for edges and things. What do you do? Um, I'll rummage around underneath it and on the sides of it to see if anyone's, like, stuffed anything inside it. Okay. Uh, give me a spot hidden roll, please. Captain, are you joining in at all? Uh, in any aspect? Uh, yes, but I think he's going to look elsewhere in the cell rather than in the mattress, just in case. I think he's going to start looking at the walls and around sort of, is there a window or anything like that? To see if there's anything uh, that looks like maybe a crack or maybe where there's a bit of loose plaster or a brick mm, that could be pulled out, no. something like that. No windows that you can see, no loose bricks, no Shawshank poster with an entire tunnel system behind it. But <laughs> what you Down. do see is a series of scratches by the bed. Mm. On the floor, is that? Uh, on the wall. On the wall. It's a really, they just look like a series of scratches. You're very welcome to make a spot hidden roll for me. I think so. Eleanor, is there anything you're doing in this moment? I'm ready to tear open a mattress whenever anyone will let me. Let me add it. Hey, you can go at <laughs> it. Doctor's holding one side, Tommy's feeling around the other side. There is a open mattress section that you're very welcome to jump out with your keys if you'd like to. I'll pick the sharpest key and I'll just tear it open and see if I can put my hands inside the mattress. Okay, well, I think I'm going to ask you for a dexterity roll then rather than a spot hidden roll because yours is more, let's see if I can cut the thing open. That's fine with me. Captain, what did you get on your roll? Sadly, that was a big failure, 81 versus 60. So I think I'm going to have to try and push that one, if I may. Okay, how would you push this? You're seeing some scratches. What is it? That, how is it that you push this roll? There's a number of people in the room, one with keys slashing at a mattress, another that's folding over an edge and looking at another that's manhandling an edge and, you know, really kind of feeling it. What is it that you do to, to push this roll? How do you put this in a sense of jeopardy? 
Well, he's going he's to get the down. tip of his gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with his finger still on the trigger. Absolutely. <laughs> well, he's going to get down as close as he can to the wall and uh, he's going to maybe sort of wedge himself in by the furniture, by the bed, if he needs to like maybe get under the bed or kind of when, put, put himself in some strangely, weirdly balanced position with the furniture to see if he can okay. really get in close and have a look. Yeah, okay, I like this. I think we have a potential for a Three Stooges moment coming up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so dignified usually as well. <laughs> so, another spot hidden. Hey. Oh, another failure, 80 versus 60. Okay, so I failed on a push roll. Okay, so this is what happens. This is what happens. Um, Okay, Uh, can I ask uh, Eleanor, what was your roll? I rolled a 41 over 70, so that's a normal success on my dexterity. And Tommy, what was your roll? I managed to roll 65 on my skill of 65. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so we have a success, we have a just success, which is still a regular success, and then we have a failed push roll. Uh, the doctor having already looked and not found anything, and then almost kind of opened his arms saying, hey, yeah, have a look, help me out. So what happens in, a, in almost a few seconds, really, is you all jump into action. Um, Tommy kind of grabs the bed mattress and also the frame and begins kind of looking at it, you know, kind of twisting, turning. The doctor's there kind of for a moment, just kind of helping with that. The captain kind of dives to the floor, sees these scratches, really kind of pushes into a moment. Uh, But as that's happening, uh, Eleanor walks up with a sharp key, just kind of sizes up, doesn't even touch the mattress, just looks at it. And then there's a moment where, just when the moment's right, slash slash across the mattress and you just see the mattress open up some springs ping out uh one of the springs unfortunately pings and hits tommy in the face at which point he drops the bed the bed being quite heavy actually lands on top of captain harwood and pins captain harwood to the floor captain i'm gonna ask you to make a luck roll for me please that's beautiful honestly that is that is that is perfect isn't it that really is that's I hard, oh, hard success. success. Okay, Great. so um, that is uh, uh, pretty pretty good actually. So that actually means then that I'm gonna just I'm gonna am I gonna ask you to do it or shall I do it? Do you know what I'm gonna ask you to do it? So I feel like there's a sense of uh, Deus Ex Machina here. Can or or lack of Deus Ex Machina? Shall I say? Can you just roll a D4 for me and tell me whether it's a one, two, or a three, four? I'm gonna I say can. just just one, two is Ethan Chester's. Three, four is Carl Sosa. Please roll. I've rolled a three. <sighs> okay. Could you give me a, um, a pistol roll, please? A pistol roll. Okay. Oh, dear. This does not sound good. 61 versus 70, regular success. Okay, could you roll damage for that, please? <gasps> oh dear, who did I shoot? Oh no, what is my damage? That is 1d8 damage, so... Oh no. <gasps> Five. Okay, 
So in this moment, you've got Captain Harwood looking at the scratches on the wall, really digging down deep, pistol in hand, looking down. You've got the doctor kind of standing there holding the bed. Your luck roll initially was to make sure you didn't shoot one of your own party within the investigators, <laughs> of which you succeeded. Otherwise, you could have killed one of your own party members. Oops. And um, in this moment, Tommy's there manipulating the bed. Uh, uh, Eleanor comes in, slashes the bed, the bed drops, bang, clunk, clunk, oof, on top of you, oof, bang, bullet goes off, ping, you don't even see where it goes off, you just hear Ethan just going, whoa, you, and then you hear Carl Stone just going, oh, 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 uh, anybody who's willing to look who's not the captain can see that Carl Sosa, who is standing by the cell bar, has just been shot kind of in the, kind of the, the, the ribs here, uh, you know, this this kind of, you know, the area here, yeah, and just kind of... Oh. Yeah. <coughs> Fuck. The doctor uh. springs into action. Goes, Shit. Oh, my Lord, what's going on? Put that Fuck. bloody gun down. You'll have the death of us. He Sick. shot all me. Right, all right, hey, no, no, no. He right, shot lie, me. Lie down, lie down, what? lie down. Uh, all right, take your hand away. Let me have a look at it. Let me have a look. <laughs> Right, okay, okay. Uh, Doctor's going to, like, tear up some bed sheet and start stuffing it, and uh, he's going to listen to the guy's breath, and, you know, going go to... Sadly, a procedure he's probably been through many a time before in the war, dealing with a gunshot wound. Okay. So. Give me a... Um, can you give me a medical roll, please? A or first aid, it's up to you. Medical roll or first aid. I'm going to see whatever it is that you think that you should do here. And I'm just going to make a quick little roll. He's uh, he's going to do uh, first aid uh, backing up. Yeah, so that's a regular success on his first aid. That's probably to stop the bleeding. And then the medical roll, he gets a success of nice. 45 versus 71 to see whether the bullet's through and through, stuck in a rib. You know, that kind of thing, you know, is it going to make it? Um, so I can tell you that you pad the wound either side. As you're doing so, you recognize the bullet's gone through and through. Yes, there's been chipping to the ribs on that side. There's a couple of ribs that are broken, uh, but the bullet's gone through and through. The blood looks quite red. There's no black blood. So you, you're not convinced that it's gone through any internal organs. You're able to pad either side. And Carl Sosa in this minute is able to... <gasps> you've been shot you've been shot okay okay no don't no, worry yeah we'll, no shit i've been shot look at you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get you down downstairs we'll, we'll get, see if we can find us some morphine on the way through yeah fuck it. don't need that it's just, it's just get out of here and yeah no, doctor no, no, to that's, you that's, that's right that's right this this man he actually looks like you know he's he's yeah he looks like he's been sucker punched tommy you actually think yeah bloody hell he's holding it together quite well but to you, this looks like a man. Yeah, he is hurt. But doctor, you, you, as much as you're seeing, he's hurt, and he is hurt, and he could do with some, you know, painkillers. He's a, he, he looks like he's got the edge in his eye that he can kind of push on through. He, he's the doctor recognizes this and probably is working out in his head how long the adrenaline is going to last in this guy to see whether or not they can. Uh, Ooh, go okay. Uh, with its success. 
just standard successes. Anywhere between an hour and two hours. All right, okay. okay. I think you're going to think with this, you know, before that sense of perhaps shock comes into uh, yeah. as a feature. He's going to need proper yeah. medical attention. Um, okay. Eleanor, you have slashed the bed. You see it drop. You see Captain Harwood was kind of pinned. <laughs> Captain Harwood, you're not actually pinned. You were just kind of banged by it. In fact, actually, uh, I'm going to ask you to roll a D4 and then half it for me, please. Uh, Eleanor, okay. in this moment, you've slashed the bed open. As you do, you do see that there is a, um, almost where you've slashed, you recognise that there was already a bit of a cut that had been sewn together. Do- uh, Captain, you take one point of damage with the bed dropping on your head uh, and shoulders, <laughs> the metal frame. Um, Why do I feel like this is all my fault, but my my, my role was <laughs> no, a success. Absolutely <laughs> Beds are the most lethal thing in Call of Cthulhu. I'm never stabbing a bed again. I thought it was taking revenge for the Oh no, the, the lesson should be you always stab the bed. Um, so, Eleanor, you slash the bed. You see that there's already a slash there, but because you recognise now, looking at it, you kind of go, ah, I get, you know, th- there's your slash, but almost mirroring, mirroring it, there's almost a slash that has been stitched up within the, the, the bottom of the mattress here. You actually now see that there is a, a corner of a blue coloured page sticking out. Shall we pull it out? Mm. Although there's a lot going on there, but uh, let's pull it out first. (laughs) Pull it out and it's not even folded. It's a long, almost A3 sheet of paper, slightly bigger almost, nearly A2. Uh, And as you pull out, you immediately recognise that there are some architectural drawings they look a bit haggard the first thing you recognize is is that they are annotated the first thing you recognize is that they are significantly used Mm. now as you're looking at it i'm assuming everybody is getting up and coming around to look at it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so what i'm going to ask then is this uh i'm going to ask um, I'm going to randomly pick you. I'm going to ask you to read potentially the annotations that you see on a specific ground floor. Uh, if you can't read the writing, that's fine because your character might not be able to read the writing. Your investigator may be unable to read that. Um, if there's anything you can't read and you wish to clarify it, I may ask for a roll. But let's start with Eleanor as she found this. Could you give me uh, as many um, uh, uh, descriptions as you can on the ground floor, please, Eleanor? Okay, we have, don't back through the main entrance, you will be shot by real prison guards. Mm. Don't go back through the main entrance, stay away. That's an important one, good Mm -hmm. to know. Crazy dog pictures, we know about this one, in the way, Mm -hmm. in the visitor's room. Something dead in here, in the medical place, and moved something something crazy paintings, moved whole. Yeah. And you're all looking each o- over each other's shoulders. So as much as Eleanor's reading this, you feel free to jump in and as if, you know, oh, it says that and oh, it says mm-hmm. that. You're very welcome to kind of feed in on each other's. And get down to the basement, key in Warden Station upstairs, which we picked up. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the first floor, um, Doctor. So the Doctor is reading the names that he's cooperating with the medical records. So we've got Ethan Chester's Prisoner 113. Yeah, That's where you saw the sleeping individual. Sleeping individual. Okay. So we have a Benedict Grantham. Is this the cell we're in? Uh, no, you are over uh, where it says Henry Moore, 119. 
Herrymore 119. Oh, if you see the stairs, you came up Herrymore the stairs, you went past Carl Sosa, and then, yep. Doctor, you went straight around all the way over to Henry Moore's cell that you're standing in now, which is where you were searching for these prints. Marvellous. Okay, so we have another person in one of these cells who is currently sleeping. That is Ethan. And you're standing next to Ethan. Right. Okay. So all the other cells are empty. Doctor, give me an intelligence roll, please. In fact, you're all welcome to give me an intelligence roll because you're all looking at the same blueprints. You can see that Benedict Grantham's in 102. There is no one in there, and you know because you've run past. Yeah. But that is where Benedict Grantham was. Was, yeah. And the keys to the cells are in the warden's room. Of which you have collected on your way around. Yeah. And by the looks of things... There's an arrow which says Nell Hollis is in isolation. This is all in the same handwriting, right? This is all mm. in the same handwriting. You're mm. absolutely right. In the basement excavation, I think that says run, run, run. Mm. <laughs> Underlined. Disused cells are crossed out. Sneak past the monsters. So, yeah. It's a fake um, cabinet as well. And the, the stars the made my room. head spin. So it yeah. seems very ominous, doesn't it? Is this some kind of game? I don't think it's any kind of game. I think this is something... Well, it's certainly not a very fun one, if it is a game. Some kind of strange experiment. That we've got to bring these people to justice. I'm not singing the architect's mm. office out mm. here. I'm sure that this must have been gleaned from some kind of... Well person who put this all together for those of you who've made an intelligence role um please tell me eleanor we'll start with you what's your role please 40 over 65 so normal success okay uh captain that was a failure that was 86 over 70 clearly the bump on his head hasn't done him any good at all <laughs> tommy yeah playing to type i have a failure <clears throat> of course and doctor uh, 41 versus 70 success. Okay, Doctor and... Ooh, 40 and 41, but slightly comparatively different. Uh, so, Eleanor and Doctor, you, um, especially in terms of the sleeping individual in Ethan Chester's room, you're standing next to Ethan Chester's. Uh, when you went past his room, you now take a second and think, yeah, okay. You didn't actually see anybody. What you saw was essentially the oldest trick in the book, a couple of pillows <laughs> with a blanket pulled over them as the person who should have been in that room oh, was God. actually in Henry Moore's room searching. Uh, so without having to go back, you've recognised the old trick there uh, that was done. But you've also recognised something else. You've recognised that with the key, with the map, the way you came in, and if you did, you suspect that it would end very quickly and very badly for you, being in a prison and having recognised that there was a deadline. You recognise there is only one way out of this, and it is through the tunnels. So back in the room. You're all together. Ethan's there. Carl's there holding his side. <sighs> right. Looks like it's down to the boiler room then. Well, we've got to, uh, got to get through a few things. It looked pretty scary. Uh, are you going to be able to move there, my my mate? I'll be all right, mate. I really am terribly sorry about that, Mr. Sosa. Shut up. And, and I'm sorry about the, the mattress. Uh, yeah, but, but you know what? I'm sorry that 
robbed my brother's garage when he was 20 years old. Look, we're all sorry for something, aren't we? Let's get out of here, shall we, and have a cup of tea afterwards, eh? Exactly. That sounds, sounds like, like a good good plan. So uh... I, I, don't, I don't feel great about the running past monsters bit. I don't I'll know how you, everyone else feels about it, but... You stay and have a look then, like, and I'll have a run past, and then we'll see how it goes, shall we? Re- remember what happened to that detective, fella? I was going to say, are we really going to leave this, this place without fast. even trying to get him out, now that we have keys? Well, you see what it says. It says, don't go back to the main end. Isn't, isn't that where the detective went? Uh, Ethan kind of leans in. Um, look, if... There is one of your party that's well, not with you now. Not not with you now. Like it's, he'll be taken down there. That's where he does his work. Those things took him. Yeah, but they take him to the architect. The architect's down there, is he? Like plans and stuff down there, is it? It's that's where that's what Henry said. Henry said, like we get down there, we get to the the. the, the he, said, he said he said look look there on the map. Look there on the map. See that bit yeah, there yeah, where it yeah, says yeah, run yeah. run run. I see. I see. Yeah. yeah. And then it says boiler room. Yeah. That that the boiler room is where Henry said he got the plans, and then he came up here and he started bloody annotating that. He started writing all over that. Right. Yeah. Right. That's where we need to go because in there, look. Tommy, you said there, like a fake hey. bookcase, yeah. that tunnel. Yeah, no, yeah. That's it. We get out on the moors, and I t- you, hey, you well, tell me what we do. Escape outside, and we gotta get, we gotta get clear because look, well, we gotta call the authorities and let them know what's going on. We get out on the moors. I was staying, I was staying, I wasn't staying in Princetown. Like, I was staying in a in a hotel with a hole's mouth, um, uh, in Holmouth. It ain't far. Right. I mean, it's a bloody run, like. But look, we get out on the moors. We either go together. Or we just split up. It's all right, you know. I mean, there's a bus that bought us up here, but you know, safe, safety is is nearby. We've just yeah, gotta... doctor. You get back into Princeton and get a bus. Let's see how well you do with that. Yeah. No, if you ask me, point. mate, I'm that's running. I'm running across those malls as far as I can. I went past right. the front door and it was locked. I went and tried a cell. I went and tried that front door where we came in and it was locked. I couldn't even couldn't budge it. It was stronger than that cell door. I don't. I'm I couldn't do you, that again anyway. Tunnels, 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 tunnels. Let's right, go, yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's no, go, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Find out. So it's it's actually Ethan that begins to. Unless one of you do, unless one of you take the lead, it's Ethan that takes the lead. He he. You know, he kind of recognises Carl is giving that a kind of edge of. Right, let's back. Come on, guys, let's go. But Ethan is a bit more considerate, and he's like, "Come on, let's go. We just got to go. We let's. We need to just start making a move. Yeah, and if nobody else leads the way, Ethan will begin leading the way down, uh, back around the gantry, all the way around, and then down the stairs, back down to the floor you started on. Unless any of you would like to. The take doctor the lead. is kind of like um, almost going to tell Ethan, lead, "Lead the way, you know. Yeah, you know you're right. Was, yeah, uh, talking about. Do, do you want to give him the keys? I have the keys. Uh, uh, right. Do you want to give me yeah. a key? Are you, are you coming up here or you, what? You're going to have to no, go in. Uh, we're all going, ain't this? I, right, yeah, right. I, I, you, can have, you can have the keys. Yeah, have the keys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Eleanor. I'm going to take this painting. <laughs> Eleanor, can you give me a. And Doctor, give me a power roll. Doctor has a 44 versus 65 success. I have very low power, so this is great for me. Yeah. Oh no! Oh! Oh, oh no! 
Oh, wow. Eleanor is starting to realize what is happening just now. <laughs> she okay, is. This, this is what happens. This is what happens. You're moving down the stairs. You get down the stairs. You get um, across the gantry, all the way past Carlos' cell. Uh, you get down the gantry stairs. You get back onto concrete, onto the ground floor. You're then moving towards the uh, the big metal door, past Nell Hollis's cell, uh, the entry is all in the back. You're now... Up against the door that D.I. Martin was dragged through and then closed behind with the warden. So the far end, and if you look at your map of the prison, of the ward, you are on the far end, the, the area that leads to the stairs. And you're outside that door. Elena holds up the key. As she holds up the key, you see, first of all, that Carl Sosa kind of looks up and around him. And then his hands, even away from his wound, go to his ears. And he's like, going, no, no. And oh, then, down, what can you hear? Eleanor, you hear it. Ah. You hear it. And it's not coming from within the prison, but my God, is it loud. You hear howls. You hear growls. You hear a surrounding cacophony of a pack of instinctual things, not of a natural sense. This is preternatural. This is supernatural. You hear howls that don't sound like howls. They sound like screams, but they're not coming from people. This is something beyond. And as you hear this, there is no sense of calling here. There's no sense of pulling you into this. There is an immediate sense that you get, Eleanor, they're coming for you. They are all all of them coming for you. And that fear ripples through you and you drop the keys to the floor. I'll allow somebody else to act in a moment. Can I please ask you on a D100 <laughs> to roll me a D10? Wait, a D10? Yeah. On, on a D100 or just a D10? Just a straight D10, please. I rolled two. You lose four sanity points. That's enough to go indefinitely insane. <laughs> oh dear. Wow. You spend your time now flitting between wanting to know, but at the same time being hunted by. It might be halfway through a sentence, halfway through a conversation that you are talking about this excitement of the, uh, the Obsidian Foundation or these wolves, these these hounds, these growls, these howls. And, oh, it's so interesting. I really want to find out about this. Oh, they're coming for me. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? Beautiful. You can't decide what is going on in this moment. You can't decide what is going on for you in these moments and i'm going to ask you quite regularly to roll me a 1d4 and the 1d4 will decide what is going on for you in those moments um, do i start in default or do i start in panic mode uh let's roll a 1d4 shall we and find out all right all right that's a three then one in three is actually you're interested Two okay. and four is they are coming for you and panic. Okay. Like, I need to run from this moment. I will at moments of, let's say, any raised sense of pressure, I will say, okay, this is a moment. This is a moment where I need you to roll. Uh, so, and you'll have to respond. 
Eleanor drops the keys in momentary panic hearing the howls and then she says they're threatening us they're trying to intimidate us but I know I know that this means there's something they don't want us to see there's something down there they don't want us to see and if we find it if we find it then not only can we escape we can stop them that's why they're trying to scare me so much because they know we're close yeah, 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 yeah. I hear, I hear, I hear the house as well. I hear we the house as well. Don't let them get to you. Don't let them get to you. They know, they know we can do this. They're trying to scare us, but they cannot. Uh, okay, let me pick up the key. I'm, I'm very sorry. It's momentary lapse. What, what are the rest of you doing? When, when, when Eleanor drops the keys, are you, are you hearing her madness? Are you going through the keys? You recognize there is a time sensitive matter here and the individual with the keys is talking about hounds and howls and the noise and the time and the right thing to do. And then there's another individual almost as if it's contagious going, oh, I hear, I hear it too. It's all right. It's all right. What do the rest of you do? Well, the doctor sort of like probably feels that pressure when he made that power roll. And he's going to instinctively recognize that uh, the lady who's quite good dexterity wise has dropped a key. So that's his cause for alarm. So he, he's going to um, pick the keys up and hand them over to the captain and try and calm these two patients. Sadly. Oh, I'm calm. Thank you. There's no need. I, I know exactly what I'm doing. It's all right. No, no, no. Don't, don't worry. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, take, we'll take these keys away from you. And, and just, just you, you concentrate on your painting. Don't, don't lose your painting. Wait, where's the painting? Oh, there you uh, go. I, I haven't. Uh, you're saying, where's the painting? You're holding it tight. Oh, where's the painting? Right. Where's the painting? Where's... <laughs> did, I, did I try to open the door while also holding the painting? You, you tried to open the door with your hand. You're like using your fingers <laughs> as if it's the key. Like, where's the painting? Where's the, where's the painting? Um, Captain, you've got the keys. Doctor, give me a psychology roll, please. Okay, happy to. Uh, Doctor, you've got the keys. What do you do? We'll come uh, back to the psychology them. roll. Uh, he passes them to the captain. Uh, yeah, the captain, you've got the keys. What do you do? Uh, the captain is going to try and rally everybody because I think he's probably seen in battle that once one person goes, the next person goes, then the next, and it's like dominoes. And before you know what's happened, everybody is panicking. So he's going to try and get everybody back on an even keel and say, we're going to get through this, we're going to stay together, and we're going to survive, all of us. Yeah, and Ethan just kind of goes, yeah, it's all right. And Ethan kind of goes up to Carl, puts his... Yeah, hand on his shoulder. He's like, Cole, it's all right, mate. You come with me. You look, 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 look. I'll get you out of here. I'll get you out of here. Carl's like, yeah, mate. Yeah, no, it's all right. I, I, I hear the howls. I hear them. I hear them. And he's like looking at you, Eleanor. Um, uh, doctor, you... Um, what, what was your role, Doctor? 35 on psychology. 90 versus Failure. 35. Uh, you feel like you've, you've absolutely calmed them, but they are both frantic. You're like, <laughs> okay, I've told them to calm down and they've, They've calmed down. Using her finger trying to open the, the, the lock and Carl's just there just going, the hells, the hells, they're everywhere. And you're just like that. They're fine. Let's go. Let's go. Wait, all right. Lead on, Captain. Captain, you open the door. Open the door. Door opens. There's a staircase. Ah, I did it. The staircase <laughs> only leads down. Captain, you're leading the way. And he will have his gun out and be kind of checking any sort of dark corners and see, cautiously uh, going down. That's a so good idea, Captain. I should get my gun out as well. 
Oh, you've uh, got one too, have you? Right, well, point it in the right direction. <laughs> I have we'll, apologised for that. We'll roll a dice <laughs> when that becomes appropriate, Eleanor. Don't you worry. Um, we'll see if Carl Sosa can take another bullet, shall we? Uh, <laughs> Captain, you begin walking down the steps with your gun. Um, you see that it's, uh, you know, this is this is the continuation of Ward E's cemented, imprisoned outlook. It's bleak. It's cold. It's dark. It's low light. There's a light way up, probably about 20 foot up and a singular bulb casting shadows from the handrail that goes across in front of you. And then the stairs lead down. Then they go on a corner and then they go down again. You begin making your way down. And at the bottom of the stairs, you find another door. This door is not locked. It is closed, but it's not locked. Oh, no, oh, Lord, Doctor. We come to that bit where the map says run like hell. You are facing the door. If you're looking at the map, Doctor, you're now gone down to the basement level, down the steps. You are now facing the door that if you were to open said door, you would be facing the longer corridor past the disused cells that had annotated on it, run, run, run. That bit, underneath that coffee stain, I think we're there. Hmm. It, It sounds like we should run. Quietly. That's a good idea. I think Quietly. we should just go. Let's just do it. Let's just, let's right, just go. Right, right. Hold, hold oh, come on. And I think we should run as far away from the cell doors as possible, staying on the other side of the corridor. Okay, so you're planning to go through the door, but jump to the, le- to the so we say, the southbound wall, should we say, as far away from the disused cells to track the wall across. Is that right? Yeah, the doctor is going to so. go to the left-hand wall and run his hand down the wall, just in case it's dark in there, and try and um, visualise those double doors that are next to the boiler room. Because there is the some light. They need to go down. Okay. There is the occasional, as I say, about about ten foot up, uh, a singular kind of you know cord with a bulb. Um, they're not very good lights. Um, they don't really illuminate that much, but you can still see. You can see the length of the corridor. It's a bloody long corridor. Um, but you can, if you really, well, I suppose tucked into the left hand, the, the southbound wall, you can't really see the doors on the other side, but you know they're there. You can see the disused cell. I'm assuming by that note, you've gone out into the corridor. Uh, not, not yet. I think we all go at once. Would that be the right idea? Yeah. Everyone One after the other, I imagine. Together. Yeah. Can you give me um, can you give me an order, please? Remembering that Carl and Ethan are with you, and I will allow you to place Carl and Ethan as you see fit. Ethan is wired, and he's a bit like, "Look, we can do this. We can do this. Look, I'm going to get back. I'm going to see Clara. It's, yes, come on, come on. We're, we're, so, we're so close. This is the closest we've been." I say we Carl. put Ethan first and Carl last. Does, does, does it <laughs> make sense for the wounded man to be in the middle, though? Rather then than if, sort he, of lagging if he stumbles, then the rest of us behind him are going to be Look, chosen. I've got so in front <laughs> if you want. I'll, I'll, I'll take on anything that's coming down there. I can, How I can wide do it, is so. this corridor? It's is wide. it kind of we would have to be tightly single file? or no, you could you could be three abreast if you wanted to. Right. Nice. But then we'd be closer to the... Mm. And the, the, the person on the north side of that three abreast deck going down the... Uh, a horizon set corridor over to the western side uh, yeah you would be closer to the disused cells now you don't actually know because you haven't been in so the disused cells might be as we suggested disused uh, uh, 
This map seems to cause some kind of panic in us for some reason. <laughs> it does. <laughs> run underlined, run underlined, run underlined. But Don't then what, the what, what have you looked at a lovely painting of the moors that seems to have gone insane. So who's to say what's going on? I mean, right Eleanor then. started more or less insane, so I don't. I don't even feel like I should oh. blame the painting. I feel like you brought yeah. that to the character. I'm not sure that was in the sheet. She's, she started with forty sanity. That's not a lot. No. no. Um, She's very open-minded. Yeah. She is too open-minded. Some would say. Um, okay, so Ethan at who's the front. The I believe you said. Yeah. Ethan, who's next? Maybe we should go with speed order so that the fastest can be at the front and the slowest at the back. Then we can... Okay. So do you want to give me your movement rates then and we'll go from there? Mine's eight. Okay. Eight. Doctor? Of eight. Eight as well. Okay. Also eight. Seven. Cool. For Elena. So eight, eight, seven. Captain? Also eight. Also eight. Okay. Um... If you can't decide between yourselves, I'm happy to have you roll off. I'm happy to be pushing up behind Ethan or for so, going first. I'm happy to do that. Ethan and Tommy, let's say they're going first together then. Perfect. I'll be pushing then, up behind them. Yeah. Doctor, Doctor Captain. Yeah, doc, Doctor mm-hmm. is going to uh, bring up um, who's got um, Sosa. So, Sosa, we kind of said in the middle to the back because he's wounded. Yeah, so the doctor, doctor will carry the wounded um, person. Even so, captain, does that mean you're before the co- the before the captain, but behind Tommy? I'm actually thinking maybe it makes sense for him to go last because then he can be covering with the gun, so that if anything right. jumps out, then he can see it coming and hopefully fire before it gets to whoever it's attacking. So we have Ethan, Tommy, Doctor, and Carl together, really. Then we have Eleanor. Then we have Captain at the back. Uh, so we have a bit of a drive at the front, a bit of a drive at the back, and medical slash mental issues uh, in the middle there that we can kind of look at and uh, see how we go with that. Okay. Ethan's there. The door is open. There's a look. He looks at you, Tommy. He steals himself. The sweat is beating down his head. And he pushes the door. Thank you for joining us for Act 5, the penultimate act of The Prisoner's Dilemma by myself, T.A. Newman. Find out more on our website, www.miskatonicplayhouse.com and find us on the social media platforms with links found in the show notes. Until next time, when the curtain rises again.